Picture this. You're parched and haven't showered or bathed in days. You can't touch the water that comes out of your tap because of the harmful things it may do to your own skin. You can't drink the water because of the unsafe contaminants it's filled with. You can't go out and buy water because its price is a large sliver of your current income and it is in very, very limited supply in the stores you can find it. This may sound like the opening to a dystopian film, but I'm describing the life that many indigenous people are living right now. Welcome back to the Vogue Settler Podcast. My name is Nick Lintoff, and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we will discuss the water crisis in northern indigenous communities, a crisis occurring where water can't be used to drink, nor be used to wash hands with or shower with, depending on the severity of its condition. In this episode, you will learn about the inaction of the government in this crisis, what these indigenous communities are attempting to do to stop it and combat it, the thoughts of the First Nations people in interviews, and what these water visors are. At this point, you're probably wondering what this crisis really is. Well, this water crisis in northern indigenous communities is a shortage of drinking water in the unclean tap water. Locals are unable to drink water from taps even in their own homes and are forced to go out to lakes and rivers to retrieve water to then bring it back and perform reverse osmosis or boil it. These conditions are not only an inconvenience, they're also a danger to their lives, as the contaminants may also cause serious harm to them, where in some cases they can't even touch the water or they will retrieve rashes or irritation. This is a very common issue in many of the northern indigenous communities and it is devastating to them. In an interview done by Global News with an indigenous man, he expresses his emotions and reveals the reality of First Nations people. The reason why, the reason why it's emotional is because, you know, you, you hate to see uh, your uh, relatives, your children, your future living in this condition. And there seems to be no end. It's one problem after another. I seen young kids, and I tweeted about those things, that uh, I seen a three-year-old this, this spring. While the, everything was still, was, while, while, while uh, there was uh, snow on the ground, the lake was frozen, dragging a sleigh to get reverse osmosis water. That's heartbreaking. I seen young mothers go to the lake to scoop water from the lake so they can bathe their children. So they can ration the bottled water that are that's being provided. That is heartbreaking. As you can tell, this man is devastated by what he has seen in his life. Having a three-year-old child perform reverse osmosis was very impactful to this man. Reverse osmosis is a physical task where they apply pressure to the water to remove contaminants. Having to have a child to do this task to produce clean water for their family is heartbreaking, 
This is wrong in so many ways and is one of the many reasons this crisis is a very serious problem. This man and other people of the indigenous community know this has to come to an end and children should not need to worry about providing water for their families. Mothers should also not have to worry about getting water from a lake to bathe their children because they can't use their only clean water because they need to ration it. And this example is only one small sliver of this massive problem. In this next segment, we'll be discussing what water advisories are. assesses different indigenous reserves water to determine whether or not they need to issue a water advisory. A water advisory is an advisory issued if the water is not safe to drink or touch and determines which precautionary measures need to be taken in that area. When the government assesses the reserves that actually have water plants, they evaluate multiple things. These include the system's design, how well it's being maintained and operated, record keeping and reporting, quality and quantity of the source water, and the operator's training and certification. With these assessments, they determine on a scale from 1 to 10, what 10 is considered extreme risk, the severity of the situation, and the advisory they must issue. There are three different types of advisories which each reserve fits into depending on their rating on the scale. These three are boil water advisories, do not consume advisories, and do not use advisories. But boil water advisories are the worst of the three. These advisories can also be classified as short-term or long-term, depending on how long this advisory has lasted in the community. What's even more disappointing than the system is a trend over the past six years, where the average rating for these advisories has barely changed, or it has just barely gone from five to four, even with the government's promise. These statistics truly show how serious this is, that the average indigenous community has an advisor grade, on average, of 4.5. As things may already seem as bad as they could get, what's even more devastating is the mistreatment from the government and the lying from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. In 2015, Trudeau promised to the Indigenous community that he would remove all long-term water advisories, or water advisories that have lasted them more than a decade, by 2021. Uh, we are still very confident that we are going to be able to end the long-term boil water advisories across Indigenous communities in this country uh, within the five years we set out. Yet, here we are, six years later in 2021, we still have many water advisories still in place. At the start of this process in 2015, there were 105 active water advisories, and, like you could probably assume, just barely half of them are gone. 56 of the 105 advisories still stand today, and that is excluding the short-term advisories that have risen shortly after in the following weeks or months of long-term advisories being removed. Yes, the pandemic is a valid reason for not all of these advisories being removed, although in the four years that Trudeau had before this pandemic, he surely could have removed way more than half. This year is one of the many reasons that reconciliation seems like a goal that will never be achieved.
indigenous communities are truly attempting to retrieve the water they deserve, although it is nearly impossible with the conditions they are in. The government barely funds them, and they are being left to deal with things by themselves. Some of the water plants created by the government are forgotten about, where they stop bringing chemicals to cure the water. This leaves indigenous people to spend their own limited income on chemicals to cure the water and what they need to provide to their family. They should not be required to fund their own water purification plants to retrieve water, as they should already be retrieving it without this extra work. An additional problem with this crisis is the cultural connection that the indigenous communities have with water. This connection is decreasing due to the harmful contaminants it is filled with and the lack of clean water at their disposal. Demonstrated by 15-year-old Autumn Peltier, she speaks about her and her ancestors' connections to water in this audio clip. When you ask the question about why is the water so sacred, it's not just because we need it and nothing can survive without water. It's because for years and years, our ancestors have passed on traditional oral knowledge that our water is alive our water has a sp- and our water has a spirit. Our first water teaching comes from within our own mother. We literally live in water for nine months, floating in that sacred water that gives us life. We can't live in our mother's womb without water. As a fetus, we need that sacred water for development. The sacred significance is that my mother comes from her mother's water, my grandmother comes from her mother's water, and my great-great-grandmother comes from her mother's water. Flowing within us is, is original water, lifeblood of Mother Earth, that sustains us as we come from this land. Mother Earth's power is in the lifeblood of Mother Earth, which is our water. Mother Earth has the power to destroy us all, and if we keep harming her, one day she may decide to destroy everything. As you can tell, water plays a very important role in indigenous culture and is once again a big thing being affected by this crisis. The indigenous communities are suffering greatly from this and some serious change needs to come soon. If you would like to help, share this podcast or share what you have learned as together we can work together towards reconciliation and can work to give the indigenous community the water they deserve. Spreading the word is important to give First Nations people the recognition they deserve and to attempt to nudge the Canadian government to work harder to fix this problem. Thank you.